following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Halloween edition of the Producers. I am today the nightmare because it's Halloween. The Wizard of Jaws with the quote king, the king of Halloween quotes this week. I was going to say, I don't get some like cool nickname. You changed ah, you your know, nickname, I put myself you on the spot. Me, come on, man. But listen, it, so the, the, the nightmare is a built in nickname. Like that, that was my fight name. And it just, I was going to say, you, you had that one already. Touche. All right, fine. <sighs> I put myself on the spot with the Halloween nickname and I couldn't come up for it. Like we can call you the pumpkin. I'm sitting on like the edge of my seat waiting for this kick-ass awesome nickname that you have dubbed me for this week only to be let down and disappointed. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let the people down. Damn it. Come on. Well, you know, we're not going to let the people down because uh, we're doing a Halloween movie for Halloween week. And, and we're, we're not traveling doing... back. Well, we're traveling back to 1993 to do it again for like Weird. the we, fifth we... movie. <laughs> we'll we'll have to get to this millennium next week. Uh, seriously, I don't, it's, it's totally accidental. We really are just choosing movies that we like. But apparently 1993, 94 was like just the the pinnacle of all Hollywood entertainment. Throughout I wonder, history. I wonder if there's a list that like denotes the best years for movies or like like number one or like box office thing, because that would be an interesting list to look up. Right. Some, some mental note for mental the future. Note. Yeah, we'll, we'll look yeah. that up after we're done recording. We, we've already wasted enough time on the Zoom call before we hit record. Uh, so we're also taking it in a little bit different direction. So if you listen to some of our other stuff, uh, Common Debauchery just did uh, mine and Rotten Jack's top horror movies and horror uh, icons. Uh, when Rotten Jack joined me on the producers, when Austin was on his honeymoon, uh, we talked about the movie 31, which is a horror movie by Rob Zombie. We went in a little bit different direction for this. This is a great Halloween movie, uh, but it's not your typical Halloween horror film. No, it is not. It's a, it's a Disney family favorite that I am 34 years old and I still get excited about watching every year. And it's been out for 28 years and I'm still super excited about watching it this year. Uh-huh. I have not can't watched wait. it yet. I have not watched it yet, but I yeah, I can't wait to find it or pull it up on the uh, on one of the streaming services. And it's, it's on Disney Plus, so it's going to happen. I think of it might be on Netflix, on too, Plus. but it's definitely on Disney Plus. So uh, if you haven't figured out, we are doing Hocus Pocus. Yes, sir. Uh, a movie of a curious youngster that moves to Salem uh, struggling to fit in and accidentally awakens diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. I love that in the synopsis, they use the term diabolical, right? Like they're like, they're a super villain. They're just, they're just witches. They, like they're innately bad people or, or like, I don't know, Satan spawn. Like literally I think Satan spawn in the movie. Right. Uh, like, and so one of the best parts of this, of this movie 
is the talking cat. Binks is just fantastic. You know, what's funny too, like just interesting anecdote. So the guy, the voice doesn't match the person, right? The spirit that shows up at the end is a guy and that's fine, but if that's not his voice. They, they had a voice actor like dubbed over the whole entire thing. It's a different guy, which, which I think like, is funny. You, How bad was that guy's voice that like, you're like, you know, you're not good enough to be a cat. Oh, okay. But like, you're pretty <laughs> enough to look at, like, I don't understand the thought, like why you're, you're pretty, you're pretty enough to be the, like the guy that we see at the end, but you're not like your voice sucks. So you're not going to be right. They could, the casting people could not find one person who they, they felt the voice matched the face. I, I don't understand. Like really, it's not like, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with the guy whose actual voice it is. So he was on the show step-by-step and stuff like that. Like he it's, I don't know. He's been in other stuff. It's not like he's a total no-name guy who's never been on screen before. He's a, an actor. Right. And they did. So you didn't look good enough, but you didn't sound good enough. So we're just going to mash you guys together and we'll figure it out. So like, I'm, I'm looking this up because I'm curious now. Um, first off, his name is Thackeray, not Zachary. It's like Correct. Zachary with a lisp. Listen, my entire childhood, I thought it was Zachary. I False. did too. Not, not accurate. Yep. So, uh, was it Sean Murray plays Thackeray and then Jason Martinson plays right. Thackeray Banks, the voice, the voice, right? He's the voice actor. Right. So, and that James Marsden has been the guy that's on step-by-step and other shows. And I think he was uh, like Eric Matthews, good best friend on boy meets world. Like, so he was, he's been around, he's been in other stuff. I recognize him and know him from other things. Also yeah. one of my favorites, he's the voice of, of, of Max, like from a goofy movie like yes yes he is goofy son yep he, uh, he does he actually does hold on so who which one did i say it was marston yeah so so the one who did the voice he does a ton of voice acting oh no that it did and i get why they wanted him to be the voice because really that's his claim to fame that's where he makes all of his money i just don't understand why they hey you're a phenomenal voice actor we love you for this well, we don't like your face so much. Like, we're, like, like we're gonna have some. You don't, you don't look like the dude we want you to look like at the end of the movie, right? I'm like, going in my inner stepbrothers right now. Like, something about your face, but if you don't change it, I'm gonna change it for you, right? Like, like, I just don't understand the thought process there. But here we are. I mean, this dude is like he was in Young. He he did Bart Allen, Impulse, and Kid Flash in Young Justice. Like he was Transformers, The Secret Life of Life of Pets, like all kinds of cool stuff. The Legend of Korra, which I was a big fan of. Um, I, listen, his his resume speaks for itself. Right. There's there's no question. And really, it, it, it which goes to the casting of this movie. So really, there's a lot of awesome guys, guys, actors in this movie. I mean, Bette Midler's probably in the Hall of Fame. Sarah Jessica Parker obviously had a, a massive career with the Sex in the City and everything that came along after this. Um, you know, honestly, it's it's the kids who I can't really think of. Like the guy who played Max and Thora Birch, who played Danny, his sister in the movie. They're like they're the two that. Honestly, I, I don't know if I can name a thing that they did after this movie. Um, like Allison, the, the love interest who's played by Vanessa Shaw, she was in 40 Days and 40 Nights. And she, I mean, she went on to, to bigger roles and, and cinematic um, projects after the fact. But I don't know. I, just off the top of my, I'm sure they did stuff, but I can't, like off the top of my head, and I'm usually pretty good at it. I can't think of anything else that they might have done. I mean, looking at like Freaks and Geeks and, General Hospital, a couple of tidbits, but like, I don't know. He's probably still, the guy who plays Max is still laughing his way to the bank. I, 
<laughs> the residuals off this movie. It's been 28 years and it's still being uh, very successful. It's one of those Halloween movies that everybody has to watch every year and it's still super popular. Yeah, no kidding. And so here's the fun part too is, and I apologize, I couldn't hear a lot of what you said because uh, there's this fun uh, firehouse siren behind my house that usually goes off at noon one time and then goes off three times anytime there's a call apparently. Uh, so I had to mute my microphone and it made it tough for me to hear you, but uh, first the, world problems. No kidding. So uh, the guy who played the actual human Thackeray has really just been a, a, bu- a bunch of random one-offs. Like he was in Jag for a little, he was in six episodes, the Jag. So that's what I was saying. Like most of the kids in this movie didn't go on to do much of anything else. No that I couldn't think of anything else that a lot of these people were in. And it looks like a lot of just tidbits and like you said, one-offs and a guest star on a, on a TV show or something like that, but it really wasn't anything, n- nothing crazy for sure. No, but the but adults then, of the people in this movie that went on to, to other things. Right. And like, you look at the top, like the top build cast and crew here, like Bette Midler, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, like those are not small names. Right. That's what I said. Sarah Jessica Parker went on to the Sex in the City, and, and Bette Miller might be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, let's see who Kathy. I can't even say that last name. Not, I think it's I think it's Najimi. Yeah, that that looks right. Then that's better than anything I would have said. Yeah, like Najimi. <laughs> it's like it's like phonetically how that rolls. I'm gonna go with Najimi because that's how that sounds in my head. So uh, she is, and it okay. I'm not gonna go there yet. So. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm a little all over the place this morning. So Kathy Najimi, uh, I mean, again, not a ton of stuff. And like, she was, she's easily the, um, we'll call it the least popular or the least famous of the, of the Sanderson sisters. I would think so. I mean, really, I mean, I, I recognized her obviously from sister act that she's one of the nurses or the nurses, yes. good Lord, one of the nuns. Um, but you know, really, again, not a whole lot of other things. I, I like her and stuff. I've seen her in a bunch of things, and she's entertaining every time I've seen her. Um, I, if she, as being the some of the plucky comic relief of this movie, um, <laughs> I mean, her like they all take off because the, the the little girl stole their brooms, and she's the one riding a vacuum cleaner. Right, laugh every time as a kid. Like it still gets me even now. Yeah, she's and, the one riding the vacuum cleaner. Does the vacuum cleaner unplug and fall at one point? Or am I making um, that up? I don't want to say it unplugs, but like the plug is dangling and they like grab onto it because it's just right, trailing right, right, behind right. her when she's flying. That that's really what happens. So but it I really mean, ends she, up being a hindrance. She also voiced Peggy Hill from King of the Hill. Really? Yes. That one, that one, that one I did not know. And so yeah. really, having IMDB open, I you I should have looked at that, but that really that I did not know that. Yeah, she uh, so she she did all of the episodes and other voices as Peggy Hill. I, I do like her in Sister Act, but that might be her biggest claim to fame. And it's almost totally unknown. That, that's kind of how that. Yeah. Went down. Yeah, I mean, like she she like, apparently there was a King of the Hill video game. I don't know why, but she voiced Peggy Hill <laughs> on that, too. Actually, you know what? I, I, I think I remember that, that it's. I had it for like, I had the Sega channel back in the day. I don't remember that being a thing. I do. It, it was kind of like the first foray into like online gaming that you could click a game and it would like download real quick via the, the internet and then you could play oh, sure. it. Or actually, it was a coax cable. But I think I had that game at one point or another. Okay. I don't remember what it was or what the point was, 
but I vaguely remember. I, I mean, like South Park had a had a video game. Like, I mean, there's there's all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, Simpsons has had several. Oh, there's a ton of them, really. Yeah, there's a lot. So yeah, like just scrolling through her entire IMDb history, that's that's the big one. Uh, King of the Hill, Peggy Hill, is the big one. Um, obviously, outside of Sister Sister Act and Hocus Pocus. So I mean, just this movie is not something I ever think about outside of how outside of Halloween. And like, no, of course not. And, and, well, and, and why would you? Right. I mean, never enters your brain. Like one of my favorite parts of this movie is like, so they find a way to defeat the witches. And like, obviously the three witches have their own personalities. Uh, you know, I, I've been, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm trying to shoot off, off the hip, but Bette Midler was like the, the leader of the three. Oh no, for sure. That that's true. As, when uh, when, a, when a Fritz Anderson's the head yeah. the head sister, as it were, and like she's like the really maniacal, diabolical one. Sarah Jessica Parker plays like the goofy, ditzy blonde, and then well, the, the other the other two are definitely bumbling idiots. They're like, right. there's no question. Like, <laughs> right. Winifred so Sarah, is the head dancer, and the other two are just trying to not get in the way the entire movie. They're like your consummate henchmen. Like yeah, yes, right, just bumbling buffoons more often than not. And so Sarah and Mary are just bumbling buffoons and in their own way. Like I said, uh, Sarah, who is played by Sarah Jessica Parker, just Sarah Jessica Parker is like your, your ditzy blonde. Um, I remember having like, I mean, she, I thought she was incredibly hot in this movie. Oh, sure. No childhood crush for sure. In yeah. Like, like yep, no, one of, one of, probably one. one of my original childhood crushes aside from like Amy Joe Johnson from the power Rangers. Oh, the, and, oh, the pink Rangers. That's I think everybody's, I, I don't know if you're in your thirties, you liked the pink Ranger when you were younger. Yeah, and like, I remember thinking that like a live version of April O'Neil would have been attractive, and they never really did well with that, <laughs> in my opinion. I, but I don't, I, I don't even know if I saw the Ninja Turtle movies. Honestly, like I, I, I used to own them on, on uh, VHS. They were they, they were good for well, what no. They so were. well, so I saw the originals. I meant like the new CGI, like when they brought them back. They're not bad. Um, I mean, it's hard to argue. I'm pretty sure Megan Fox plays April O'Neil. Well, so they, they finally, I mean, they, they I think they feel like that answers my childhood. Your, I was just going to say that that answers your question right there. I was talking about like the OGs, like we're talking childhood. Uh, okay. crushes, like, sure. So uh, and then so Mary is just like trip over. She's she's kind of like your slapstick comedy, like kind of trips over her own feet again. Like she's got to ride the uh, the vacuum cleaner, the vacuum cleaner and stuff. And like, I just remember when they find a way to beat all them, which is where this whole diatribe was going. Um when they find a way to beat them, like, and the, like all three witches, they're the, those two get to say goodbye. And they're like, bye. And then Mary's like, bye bye. And they turn right, it and, and it blow, Mary and she blows up, I think. Right. Yeah. And then I, I love, uh, I love, I love the adult humor in this that like stuff that I did not understand when I was younger and I didn't know why it was funny. And then you watch it later as an adult and it's, way funnier now Do you know why didn't I mean? my parents so, let me watch this uh, right kind of and, and it's true of so many shows like watching home improvement or any one of these sitcoms oh my god when i was younger and it's laughing at stuff but you didn't know why you were laughing so like the the bus shows up and he's like i i, I take women such as yourself to their utmost desires and she goes we desire children and he goes it might take me a couple of tries but i don't think that's going to be a problem <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and he's just really being a skeezy kind of like d-bag about it and this creepy bus driver and i don't know i'm nine i don't know why that's funny and it's right. way funnier today at 34 than it was when i was nine right oh and, there, and there's so many instances like that of, of movies that had that really a disney channel movie and like oh yeah we'll just joke about you know 
impregnating the three of you. That's fine. Right. <laughs> like, we'll just, right. Just slip that in there. No big deal. Well, like, like, okay. So going to that, I mean, the shows that we used to watch as kids, the movie, I mean, this was a kid's movie that put, was put up by Disney for Christ's sake. And they reference a creepy bus driver, like a creepy bus driver references impregnating these three witches. And like, and well, you th- wonder why people of our generation like struggle with censoring ourselves. <laughs> like, well, there's a, there's a lot. Of, I mean, Disney's put out a lot of stuff where if you went back and looked at it, whether even like all the old animation and stuff like that, that they made crude you know, humor and tidbits that, you know, most people today would get all woke and cancel culture. You know what I mean? It's right. Um, The jokes would not fly the same way. I don't think. Oh God, no. Um, One of the cool things about this movie is they do use a lot of like, they do use some historical reference. uh, We actually did an episode of common debauchery on the town of Salem and Salem town, which is where this, which is where this movie is set. Uh, And there's actually a location in the actual town of Salem, which I believe they did a lot of the shooting for, for this movie in the actual town. And there, like, there's actually a location that people started spreading a rumor about that was solely built for the purpose of filming this movie Mm -hmm. and was actually not even remotely close to what they claimed it was. And it's actually not true. And like, they actually filmed part of this movie in an actual, like, I believe it's like a mausoleum or something in a graveyard that was part of like where people were buried during the Salem witch trials, which is pretty cool. Right. Um, well, that's part. I think it's, that's the end game of the, of the movie that they're, they're in the, the cemetery because the witches can't set foot there. And it's a whole right. thing where they bring the guy back to life and there's a zombie chasing him around. It's, I assume that that's where they shot that. Right. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's, And it's really cool because, like, they use a lot of, like, legitimate lore, too, Um, like the salt circle. And, like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, golf. And they're like, that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) That that doesn't work. Well, I mean, she she throws it in her eyes, which works. That that was handy. Right. (laughs) It throws it, like, old school wrestlers back in the day, like, when they used to cheat. Like, oh, fistful of salt, right? The the going Mr. Miyagi on him. Like, yeah. um, Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji is who you're looking that's for. That's yeah. yeah, and that and for you for you younger fans, that's uh, the Poison Mist is the is today's version of that. There you go. Um, Excellent wrestling anecdote from 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, this movie, uh, funny, 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 funny fact about it is apparently they are in production of Hocus Pocus two. Filming it, filming it right now. Yes, yeah. sir. So it, our, our whole question of would this movie get made today is already answered for us. Um, hashtag they're doing it. it it's, it's going down. And I, and I think they're, they're bringing everybody back. Um, I, I don't know how many, but the, the witches are all back that they're bringing back Bat Midler. Yes. And, and Sarah yes. Square. They're, all three of them are back. And they're, like I said, they're filming it right now. Cause as we've discussed previously on the show, there are no original ideas in Hollywood. They just keep putting new tread on old tires. So they've dusted off a movie that came out 28 years ago. And they're like, well, on the 30th anniversary, we'll just release a second one and bring it back around. You know, to and, disappoint and, millions of people in their 30s all over the world. No kidding. And like, so looking through it, uh, the guy who played Max is not in it. Um, right. That's what I mean. I, I think they only brought, at least I saw they only brought the witches back. Right. So I like I, my whole thing here is how in God's name, like the, the movie seemed pretty final at the end. Right. It seemed like that was just <laughs> right. the two of them turned to dust. One of them turned to stone, then turned to dust. Right. That seems pretty final. 
Well, I mean, they're they're witches. I don't know. In the beginning of the movie, they were hung. <laughs> that seemed pretty final too. They died. Right. They then, but like so that was their mortal body. Right. I suppose like that was and like they they came back because they lit the candle. So it like I don't remember. Did the candle get destroyed? Is the candle still there? Um, um, so are, are we going to just rehash the movie? Is like some dumb kid going to walk in and be like, "Hey, I don't believe that this happened." There, like, are are we going like the storyline of it? And it too, people just don't believe that the first one happened. So like, hey, fuck it, I'm gonna light this candle. Damn it, there's these witches out now. Cue the Rob Zombie song about burning all the witches or whatever. I mean, I I guess. I mean, I leave that to Hollywood writers, I suppose. I mean, right. they can literally invent anything when it comes to to magic and make it work. Because you don't, you're not bound to reality. You can literally do whatever you want. And it'll probably make sense, but I'm I'm sure they'll they'll tie it together. I don't I don't think they would dust off something like this, something that's been a classic for so many years without having, I don't know, just a legitimate story to go involved with it. But so, might it seem silly how they bring them back? Uh, maybe uh, only time will tell. I guess we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. So I pulled up the IMDb page because it does exist, and it says three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. So, so in essence, almost the same exact plot line. Pretty much, yeah. Like, so it really it's, just, it, it's going to be some stupid, like. Well, I'm wondering if it's like the, the three young women are distant descendants of, do you know what I mean? Or like somehow related, or it's like one of those things that like they're part of the same bloodlines. I don't know if it's a coincidence that there's three female witches and now it's, it used to be a, a boy, his sister and the, the girlfriend. And now it's three younger women again. Right. So that they could do something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe well, the three girls are sisters. Maybe they're friends. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so the only cast shown right now are the three, the Sanderson sisters and then Sam Richardson. Right. And I like Sam Richardson. He's been in a bunch of stuff recently. Yeah. He's kind of getting a little bit bigger as a comedy actor. Like, uh, what is it? Mike, Mike and Dave need wedding dates or whatever. He was in that one that I liked a lot. Yep. Um, he was in Ted Lasso, which I don't know if anybody's watched that. That was really funny. He's in that, uh, He's a, a, quite an up-and-comer, but every time I see him, it's, it's not usually huge parts, but I laugh every time I see him. So, I mean, that's that's a positive one right there. Yeah, there and there's no, uh, there's actually no commentary at all on what he would be playing or who he'd be playing. Yeah, what what his character's name is in yeah. the movie. That's that's about all you got. So, um, which I will enjoy the three and a half minutes of screen time that he's in, regardless of what that is. I will have fun with it. Well, and yeah, I, I hope it's more than that. Um, I, I mean, he's the second dude. He, he, sorry, he's the like the second set of of person we'll call it when like that's been built for the movie. He's got to have a decent part. Like you don't sign right. a dude for three minutes of screen time as well. We got the three main characters. Uh, we and got this guy of like a minute or two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who else we got? Right. Like, like he's, they haven't he's even the twenty twenty one bus the bus driver. He's the new creepy guy that hits on the witches of this movie. So he's got about two and a half minutes, and we're out of here. Right. But no, I, I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm sure he's got a, a, a prominent role, whether he's the girl's father or, you know, so I'm sure he's in there in some capacity. Right. So uh, I have some some fun, some fun trivia about this. Uh, so th- this isn't the only thing that like Disney and their cohorts have put out with witches and talking cats. Uh, the animatronic cat that was Thackeray Banks that we've talked about a little bit. 
was later used in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I would have said that 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 makes sense. Which it's the only other talking black cat I can think of from anything. Right. And what was his name in that? Uh was it Salem? Salem? Yeah, I think I it was just so. Salem. Like literally they named him after, you know, Salem. <laughs> right. So like it, it which is funny because I mean, what else would you use a talking animatronic black cat for? Right. They like dusted it off. They were like, hey, how can we use this? All right, fine. We'll so, cycle it into a, a small kids TV show that also came out in the 90s. Uh, do you remember the... Um, do I remember? I remember everything. I know you do. This is why I'm asking you the question. The the guy... It's like just, the, just a formality at this point. You should be zombie. like, you know that time and... The zombie. What was his name? Um, wait a minute. See, this is going to bug me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Um, so they're the, stu- the stupid rhyme that she like says. <laughs> yeah, so Billy, so they, Billy. they wake this dude from the dead. Yep. They think like they think they're being chased by a zombie who is helping the Sanderson sisters. He finally which catches. The, well, I was say which he is right in the beginning. He is trying to chase after them. Right. But they think it's to help the Sanderson sisters. When he finally gets them, he takes the knife, cuts his own mouth open. Because Winifred had sewn it shut, you know, yes. Halloween I'm, movie. I'm pretty sure <laughs> didn't. Doesn't he call her a bitch? No, it's like you uh, buck tooth mop riding firefly from hell or something to that. <laughs> whatever. And then he leans in and goes, I've waited centuries to say that. And so, he goes, say whatever you want. Just don't breathe on me. So the funny part about this is the guy who plays the, uh, the zombie. Doug Jones. Revealed that the moths that came out of his mouth were real. We're real. Yes. They put them, the little plastic sleeve at the back of his throat and then moths. So when he opened it, they couldn't go down. They only could go out. But no, that's uh, some quality method acting right there that he actually puts moths in his mouth so that when he spits them out, they're real. Right. I don't know uh, what the level of CGI was at that point in time. We just talked about how Jurassic Park was. I think they could have manifested some moths and it would have looked fine. I, yeah, I think it would have looked okay. to go. Right. I saw a T-Rex walk through downtown last week, but uh, now nah, we couldn't do small insects coming out of somebody's mouth from 15 yards away. We could, I mean, can't pull it off. I, I watched a movie from the 80s the, uh, at work the other day where cockroaches came out of the dude's like skin. It looked terrible. It looked awful, but right. they did it. And <laughs> It happened, though. It, it like, went down. And I'm pretty sure it was like the, the part that looked horrible about it was it wasn't CGI. There were real cockroaches that like broke through what looked like a corpse. Except the corpse looked terrible because it was a dummy. Like you could have right. figured something out here. Like uh, the role of Max was actually offered to Leo DiCaprio, who turned it down to do what's eating Gilbert Grape. I mean, so that was an unbelievable movie too. So while you you think about somebody's swing and misses, I'm I, I think it worked out for everybody. <laughs> that, that, that was fine. Although that would have been interesting to see Leo DiCaprio in this movie, right? He, he, he might have been, I mean, now obviously what he became is different, but even at the time, like he was a huge child actor. Like he was in a ton of stuff. Right. That I feel like he might've been the biggest name in this movie had he had been in it. E- even, even then, like he definitely is now, but he would have been back in 93. Uh, so Sarah Jessica Parker found out um, she was researching her family history for the show. Who do you think you are? And she actually found out that she is actually related to Esther Elwell, who was arrested in Salem, Massachusetts in the late 1600s for committing, and I quote, sundry acts of witchcraft and choking a neighbor to death. 
Esther's case was never had never uh, never went to court, escaped escaped with her life, and the accusation ended uh, with accusation ended the Salem witch trials. So uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is actually related to a Salem witch. Well, I mean. So, Salem witch. Uh, well, an awesome a tidbit, but like, I feel like back in Salem in 1600s, if you were pissed at somebody, all you'd be like, oh, I got a shiver. She's making me cold. She's a witch. She's doing it right now. And people would have like panic attacks and then burn somebody at the stake because of an accusation. So and two, here fun, we are. Two, two fun facts, because we again, we did an entire episode about this on common debauchery. Uh, burning witches at the stakes didn't happen in the U.S. That was a strictly English thing, and it was prior to the Salem Witch Trials. Well, are uh, they, they crush, crush you with a stone on your chest or, you know, put rocks around your ankles and throw you into a lake or. Right. So the uh, pretty, pretty horrendous things, really, just for, hey, she gave me the shivers. OK. So they like the, the whole thing of like, oh, let's put some pressure on this witness like that was used to try to get you to testify where they would put stone slabs on you. And as you would breathe, like eventually you'd be like gasping for air and be like, OK, OK, I'll talk. And it was literally either you talk or you get crushed. Um, and the, but like that was that was a uh, a testimony thing. The the trials of like, oh, we're going to throw you into the lake. And like if you sink, you're a human. If you float, you're a witch and like we'll have a rope on you. But like we don't know if you're floating because you're trying to fight drowning or if you're floating because you're a witch. So like we're going to wait. OK, they stop moving. Pull them out. Oh, oh crap. They drown. Yeah, right. Um, Too late. Our bad. I guess you were a human. Well, sorry and, about that. And majority of the accusations toward witches in the Salem witch trials were done by children of wealthy families. And it was done more so for um, political and socioeconomic gain than anything else in historical retrospect. So oh, trying that's to, fun. Trying to murder your parents to get your inheritance early. Uh, no, it was more okay. the fact that your parents told you like, hey, uh, start acting like a crazy little asshole of a kid. And when somebody asks you why, what's going on, accuse, like say this name. And that's how people got accused. And then when they went to trial, like one of the tests that they would use is the person would like on trial, they'd be like, you like say this. And the person like, I command you to stop what you're doing. And the kid would be like, bah! oh, hey, I'm good. And they'd be right. like, no, they're a witch, kill them. Like that's it, it, like, it was a fascinating read and a, f- a really fun uh, episode that we did. So man, people, people were jerks 400 years ago too, man. No kidding. Um, Sarah, Jessica Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker also revealed that she actually ate the spider on the Hocus Pocus 25th anniversary <laughs> Halloween bash. So that's fun. You know what? She got knocked on a couple of hot points there. If she's eating insects, you know what? I'd pass. I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah. I don't know. Man. And, so- we're, and we're back to the pink ranger only. Got it. All right. That's just clear. <laughs> clear that right up. Here we are. I disagree. I can I can look past the fact that you ate a spider a long time ago. <laughs> Too damn funny. Oh, so I, I like I said, so I think it answers our question that it would definitely get made today because uh, sure. they're doing it. So that one's easy. So how many uh, clicky clackers do we get today? Ah, uh, I like this movie a lot. It is not like it's an all time Halloween favorite, but it's not one that I'm like, ooh, it's February 19th. Let's watch this. Well, you have to add Halloween in front of it, right? It's an all timer. It's my favorite Halloween movie and it's an all time Halloween movie. But when you have to add that, that adjective and you have to add Halloween, I don't know. It takes us down. It gets very seasonal. Like you said, you wouldn't watch this probably, I would say, 11 months out of the year. But some people might fudge it a little bit. And I'll, I'll say 10 months out of the year. But still, <laughs> it's not something you'd watch on a regular basis. Right. So um, because of that, 
I would say this for me lands probably in the 3.25 range. See, and I was, I was going to go 3.5. So we, as usual, we are on the uh, same page with this. Yeah. And uh, comparatively, so we got six, six, seven, five is what we got. Yeah. Compared to the, and again, compared to the IMDb rating. Yeah, six, 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 nine. Yep. There you go. So we are, uh, that's as close as we could get using quarter integers. So that's fine. Yeah. So a little 6.75 clicky clacky board things on that one. And uh, with that being said, I mean, happy Halloween, everybody. You're not going to hear us again until after the holiday. Uh, I will be at a bills game on Sunday dressed as a bills zombie. We are our whole whole tailgates doing that as a theme. Uh, So we're, we're doing bills jerseys of non of, of, of non current players. And, uh, kind of doing like a Bills walking dead, if you will. Which That's because Bills fans all have a player's jersey who no longer plays for Buffalo. <laughs> I'm actually mad. So I looked through mine. Uh, I found J.P. Lossman and T.O. I also, I cannot find Paul Puzlesny or um, Mario Williams, which is frustrating because uh, I, I did like both of those jerseys. That is a bummer. I mean, they, they would not fit you, but if you want to borrow uh, Spiller, Watkins, or T.O., you know, here, I'm here for you. <laughs> If somebody you know, like, needs I, one, you I let have, me know. I have a TO. Uh, I also got to look through. I have a Vikings Adrian Peterson jersey, a powder blue Chargers Sean Merriman jersey. Ooh, and, I love that one. And an orange Bengals uh, Chad Johnson jersey laying around in my basement. They got to be hung up somewhere. Like, man cave. So, so like this is when, when the garage is done, like that's going to be some of the stuff that like surrounds kind of like podcast precinct ish, like what Matt Johnson two point has going on at the precinct. Like uh, I might even try to find a way it, like and I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant about it because of how cold it would be out there in the winter. Um, like putting like my, the microphones and stuff out there in, in a building that's not heated 24 seven. So right. I debated like f- trying to find a way to make that like a comfortable recording space and put all, all some of the stuff out there, but uh, you know, I'll figure that out at some other point, but uh that being said, again, guys, happy Halloween. Statman, uh, nope, wrong podcast again. Uh, quote King, Pumpkin. Pumpkin, pumpkin quote King, King, there it is. The Pumpkin King of Podducers. That's so uh, not as cool as yours, but I'll, I'll accept it this week. Well, you know, if you'd have fought MMA, you'd have a cool fight name too. But accurate. Too accurate. So uh, thanks for thanks for joining me, buddy. Thanks for getting this in on a uh, Monday Rainy afternoon. Monday morning. Yeah. Rainy Monday morning. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys. Producers is part of the BACBP Radio Network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you get your podcast awesomeness from. Find us on Facebook. Search Producers, P-O-D-U-C-E-R-S. Join our group. Like, follow, share, subscribe, do all the fun stuff. Uh, and with that being said, uh, Quote King, you got anything for the good of the order here? <laughs> no, sir. We are good. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Did you hear me uh, almost double down on calling you Statman again? No, that's, I, yeah, I would have been fine with it. At this point, and, that's how people know me. This is yeah, fine. fantastic. So uh, and with that, um, the sun has come up and this this episode is turning to dust. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world, the Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery. And if you're not down with that, we got two 
two words for you.